Well, following up on the episode we did not that long ago on water, and really how we all learned that tires are absolutely awful for the environment, not long after that episode came out, there is an article in The Guardian about it. And first off, I learned from this episode that British people spell tires with a Y, which kind of blows my mind. What? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. What is this and world I, even? What is that? I know. Okay. I mean, whatever to them. That doesn't even. But not sense. only that, they also talked about tires within this. And they said that car tires produce vastly more particles of pollution than exhaust as of now. Really? Yeah. So toxic particles from tire wear are almost 2000 times worse than from exhaust as weights of cars increase. What can we even do? Like invent a hover car? Well, and this is a weird thing. It's both cars are getting bigger and they're getting heavier. But I'll talk about that once we're done with this article. It was posted on The Guardian on June 3rd of 2022. And the article is written by Damien Carrington. So almost 2000 times more particle pollution is produced by tire wear than is pumped out of the exhaust of modern cars, tests have shown. The tire particles pollute air, water, and soil and contain a wide range of toxic organic compounds, including known carcinogens, the analysts say, suggesting tire pollution could rapidly become a major issue for regulators. The tests also revealed that tires produce more than one TN ultrafine particles that I think that means one trillion. 1 trillion ultrafine particles for each kilometer driven, meaning particles smaller than 23 nanometers. These are also emitted from the exhaust and are of special concern to health as their size means they can enter organs via the bloodstream. Particles below 23, yeah. Particles below 23 nanometers are hard to measure and are not currently regulated in either the EU or the US. I was not ready for that turn. Yeah, Um, here's a quote from a Nick Molden. He's at Emissions Analytics. Tires are rapidly eclipsing the tailpipe as a major source of emissions from vehicles. Tailpipes are now so clean for pollutants that if you were starting out fresh, you wouldn't even bother regulating them. We came to a bewildering amount of material being released into the environment. 300,000 tons of rubber in the UK and US just from cars and vans every year. There are currently no regulations on the wear rate of tires and little regulation on the chemicals they contain. Mission Analytics has now determined the chemical present in 250 types of tires, which are usually made from synthetic rubber derived from crude oil. There are hundreds and hundreds of chemicals, many of which are carcinogenic. The wear rate of different tire brands varied substantially and the toxic chemical content varied even more. He said showing low cost changes were feasible to cut the environmental impact. You could do a lot by eliminating the most toxic tires, he said. It's not about stopping people from driving or having to invent completely different new tires. If you could eliminate the worst half and maybe bring them in line with the best in class, you can make a massive difference. But at the moment, there's no regulatory tool, then there's no surveillance. And used tires produced 36 milligrams of particles for each kilometer, 1,850 times higher than the 0.02 milligrams per kilometer average from exhaust. Very aggressive, though legal, driving style sent particle emissions soaring to 5,760 milligrams per kilometer. So like 800 times higher. And this is the big thing here. The average weight of all cars has been increasing, but there has been particular debate over whether battery electric vehicles, which are heavier than conventional cars and can have greater wheel torque, Mm. may lead to more tire particles being produced. Molden said it would depend on driving style, with gentle EV drivers producing fewer particles than fossil fueled cars driven badly. (laughs) Though on average, he expected slightly higher tire particles from electric vehicles. Interesting take on that because supposedly an electric car is supposed to be better for the environment but if it's all coming from the tires yeah but they're not measuring co2 going into the atmosphere as a pollutant per se yeah like these are other pollutions to the environment without that though on the side of tires as well that batteries are supposed to be worse for the environment than just a regular car lithiums are great yeah Yeah. oh that's a few things against it right there but yeah that's not even something we really talked about in that episode was the fact that cars are getting heavier and larger which means there is more wear coming off the tires and they're a very lowly regulated industry I had no idea that tires, even from, I mean, I know you're not supposed to stop, obviously, from our episode, but that's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. But yeah, with that, the world's a sadder place. So let's talk about something funner. Cue music. Let's go to the episode. Yeah, let's do it. From the unexplained to the mundane, come join us on a journey to the fringe. (laughs) 
Hello, and welcome to Journey to the Fringe, the podcast that, in a way, is hosted by you, the listeners, but in a more accurate way, is hosted by us, the podcast hosts. Here, Taylor and Chelsea, to talk to you once more on, I, I don't even know where we are in, in the path. I, I hope we can get you back to your cars at the end of the day, but we are journeying forth to the, the David Wilcock and, and all the things that this journey has taken us on. We have come out wild. in a way different than we ventured out, but I, I, that's just what you get. So it's with- been crazy. With, Without further ado, I need to know. I I don't want to know, but I need to know where we're going. Yeah, we need to finish this up as far as it goes to 2022. That's the year we're in, right? We need I, to bring it back I up. Mean, please go listen to our episode about time. Oh, a calendar is worth 300 years. That's what that episode that is. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a because good one. Because we might not be living in the year 2022. We might not. And as far as I know, we're in 2022. So I'm going to bring it up to this one about what David Wilcox. By bringing you up to that, I have to go back to 2019. So 2019, a big year for Wilcox and good. As they released the Cosmic. Yes. Good for them. Yeah. They released (laughs) the Cosmic Secret. So this is good. They come off, you know, we're in a toxic environment. People are shoving guns in Good's face to record 26 episodes. Probably not Wilcock. I mean, Wilcock was on the same show. He never reported guns, but they released <laughs> The Cosmic Secret. And can you just Google The Cosmic Secret right now and look at the cover of it? Because oh, I did at one point. I just documentary need to... cover is hilarious. I haven't listened to the documentary or watched it at all, but the cover of it is made to look like Star Wars and it is Oh hilarious. shit, there is a preview and it's just David Wilcock talking. Of course it is. I wouldn't expect it to be any other way. He would and think it's, it's as exciting as Star Wars actually. The preview of this is fucking hilarious. Not even the preview. Oh, the... yeah. <gasps> Chels? Yes? The Blue Avian made the cover. Oh, hold on. Okay, what is it? What is it called again? The Cosmic Secret. <laughs> it looks like secret. I, it's like pretty colorful, him, and it looks the cosmic, like... the blue avian looking into my eyes made me forget your name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not an avian. That's Corey Good, is it not? No, above him, he's kind of looking just below it. Oh yeah, there he is. He's purple. David and and my pink. God, that forehead. They have emphasized the forehead. No, and I then, don't think that's emphasized. Holy, holy <laughs> shit. Chelsea, they included someone from his race on the blower right. Oh, my, oh yes, with the huge forehead. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we have a blue hair, blue avian. I don't know who this guy is in the pink in the lower left. That's right. Sorry, lower right. The lower right. And then there's someone I have no idea who he is in green. And then I can only assume. And he's, he's got a staff? Is he fighting? Yeah, he has a staff. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Corey. Corey Good is holding the sphere of his, his fetal oh, position. he is holding it. It is too he's bright to tell. In- that he's in the fetal position within, yep. and it is right at gray genitalia level. Yep, it sure is. It's a, I, wow. Please. Wow, there is so much going on. Sorry, Just please Google this. Google and it. And go to image. And then, hold on. What is this? In the, okay. It's, I can't tell what's in the top right. In the top, le- uh, top left. I was just going to say, is that like an M like, or something? M? It looks like, is he trying to make his hair flow more than usual? No, he looks stupid, like his stupid self. What is next to him, though? I don't know. It looks like maybe the dog from The NeverEnding Story. Is that him? Not, is it Atreyu? No, Atreyu's the boy. I can't remember what his name is. The dog from NeverEnding. Falcor. Falcor. It could be Falcor. It looks like Falcor in the corner there. And then it looks like an M beneath him, like in super weird block letters. And we have someone with a super high forehead. Oh, and then this. I don't know what it's called, but it looks like Tesseract. But a Tesseract is a fourth dimensional cube, but in triangle. And I don't know what the fourth dimensional triangle would be called. Okay, maybe. And then we have a blue avian next to Wilcock, who's in purple. And the avian's in purple. And then above them are either like metal men or shadow people. Yeah, I do see that. Below him is Corey Good. Next to him is, I feel like those are Grace. 
Yeah, and, and their genitals are covered by his fetal. By blood. him holding a like a uh, ball in the same color as the grays. I feel like those very are reminiscent of his fetal bubble. Yeah, and then, and of course David Wilcock is not holding a fetal bubble. He is no, holding a he's a just, tesseract of pyramids, if you will. He's not holding anything. That pyramid thing might just be a part of his shoulder. No, he is holding him. it. You can see the fingers underneath it. Oh, yeah, you can. Okay. Upon closer inspection, you can really see those. But I can't tell what's in the bottom right. There's something below the staff, man. Yeah, no, it looks like a predator being, to be honest with you. You think? Oh, shit. I was looking at a different picture. It looks like a glimmer man. A glimmerson. It looks like a glimmerson. You think? I think it does. It, it really looks like a gorilla. It looks like I think it looks like a glimmerson. Then oh. underneath that, uh, okay, the interpretation up in the air. You have the sun. I'm gonna assume that's the sun. That's definitely the Earth because that's Africa. What? Oh no, sorry. You're talking about to the left. You're talking about below. To the left is the Earth. Below Cory Good. Yeah, below Cory Good. You think that's Earth? Yeah, that's Africa. Like very clearly Africa. Oh. On on the sphere. It's like exploding. It's like a well, yeah, volcanic the galactic, map. The galactic ray goodness that we're receiving in, in the form of like metaphorical OJ, apparently. Yeah. Above him is like uh, Aquaman, but like for the fire, he's in green. I don't know. Oh, who yeah. That the would staff be. man. Yeah. Not sure who the staff man is. And staff man is actually stabbing. Oh, like, shit. No, that's not a staff man. That's a spear man. Oh, yeah. He's stabbing the primordial lava man. Yeah, Maybe? that's exactly as I would describe him. And then the primordial the lava them, man is holding the head of an elongated uh, skull, ancient human. I think that's what yeah, that is. As much as you can say. Okay, I think we I think we've analyzed this enough. Let's let's go Picking on with the, the episode. Okay, let me go back to my notes. Uh, for all of you who have not looked at it, you no longer need to. But I feel you should. We've described it in great detail, but please take a look at it. Just Google the Cosmic Secret cover and you can play along with us. Okay. Also, a, a, a very important note, I have missed this. The O in Cosmic has a keyhole as its middle. Hmm. It does. He's he's right. I had to go back and check that out to make yeah. sure that the I only thing I that. have described closely as impeccably in detail is the state of Australia. So we, we done good. No, it's just about in as great as detail. So go luck. You can confirm our accuracy here. Okay. So to me, it's made to look like Star Wars. Yeah. I'm just gonna describe to you what this is about so it tells the tale of global catastrophe which according to what wilcock describes as his telepathic communications with alien beings will happen soon the end of the world or specifically will be the result of a global pole shift while earth's poles have shifted and do undergo minute changes over periods of thousands of years mainstream geomagnetists aren't concerned that a global cataclysm will occur anytime soon Wilcock and Good claim that the moon is hollow and served as a home to an alien civilization that lived on Earth billions of years before humans. A site that Klerkstorp spheres. Have you heard of these? Never. The Klerkstorp spheres, round, naturally occurring pyrophyllite balls, as evidence that an ancient builder race occupied Earth billions of years ago. I hope I got that right. Also in 2019. Okay. Here's where we get good, my friends. Wilcock launches the organization Wilcock Spiritual Healing and Empowerment, a tax-exempt 501c3 nonprofit of which he is both the president and director of, and is registered in the state of Nevada alongside his for-profit business, Divine Cosmos, LLC. Honey is registered in Nevada. Didn't we talk about this in the Panama Papers episode? Am I recalling this right? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to register a shady company in the US from a legal education point of view, you do it in Nevada because they have very loose laws. That's what I thought. Again, because so, this is a different episode, this is not legal advice. Of course not legal advice. I said that go many times listen. in the Panama Papers episode, but again, yeah. not legal advice. Yeah, go back and listen to our Panama Papers episode if you want to get a little bit. Called not just a hat racket, the Panama Papers. 
It is, in quotations, Wilcock describes it, an organization dedicated to empowering the sacred. We offer spiritual education courses online and in person at conferences as well as share through written and video material to empower and uplift the soul. Wilcock says on his website, I'm also happy to report that we have now set up our 501c3 foundation. Any donations you may send to keep us going are now completely tax-free. Donate year. So now, here we are getting on to the COVID years, the 2020s in which Wilcock certainly did not predict. However, he does of course polarize even more to try to cash in on people's fears. What else are you going to do if you're David Wilcock? 22nd of March 2020, David goes live on YouTube, creatively titling it David Wilcock on the Great Pandemic. He spouts off about the Illuminati deep state being responsible for the pandemic and that he, only he, knows the secrets of how to save humanity from the imminent crisis. The video now has more than a million views and has amassed many hundreds if not thousands of dollars in donations. And as the stories go now, in this episode, Corey Good, if you remember him, follows suit and releases a video just over a week later claiming that according to briefings, that he has received from government insiders, the new coronavirus was engineered as a biological weapon from an American university and smuggled into China by a student in order to act as a population control tool. He ends his video by saying he wasn't sure if his source was totally accurate. Holy shit. (laughs) Have you ever listened to the podcast Behind the Bastards? No. This lines up really funny with them. Really? I can't recommend that enough. Robert Evans is the host of Behind the Bastards. Great show. It really depends. Sorry, I, I will put a caveat. Depends on who his guest host is because he has a guest host every episode. They take an exploration into historical bastards in a very long form. They did Henry Kissinger over eight episodes. Fantastic listen because wow. they had great hosts. This last week, they did Alex Jones. And when, oh yeah, and, and it was more of just a catch up because they did a three-parter way 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 long ago and when covid first came around alex jones had the exact same thing to say about covid that it was specifically engineered to take out the military age chinese people Mm. so that's kind of weird interesting tie in i just find that so weird that they had the exact same thing to say more or less but they're both extremist conspiracies yes yes and and Alex Jones' uh, view changed constantly on what COVID was. Yeah. It just started that way in a xenophobic way, and then it kind of uh, it it changed as it went. That's a very interesting point that you bring up, and, and just entirely coincidental because Alex Jones. Sorry, the week that we're recording this is of June 11th, which is when that was released. So just crazy that it was the same they time actually, as that. They're both, and they're both extremist conspiracies. So that's a very interesting fact that you bring up. Yeah. So I'm just gonna continue on. Yeah. While our first episode was lighthearted. As I mean, we had a really good time recording that, and we were just like, This is ridiculous. How did he even get to the point that he's releasing books? The episode is taking, might I say, a much darker turn at this point. I mean, after being drawn into the stuff when I was much younger, as I said a couple episodes ago, last episode, this episode, two episodes ago, I don't even know how many episodes this has become now. Then coming to my senses, as we both have, realizing that this guy is a hilarious egomaniac, I'm surprised at the turn that this is taking because I've not followed this crazy escalation with him at all. This shit is crazy crazy where it's going i don't think either of us expected this it's about to get crazier guys so buckle in as always buckle in vice wrote an article titled popular ufo conspiracy theorists are cashing in on the covid19 pandemic which by the way huge shout out to vice I've used them for a couple sources in this episode. They're an amazing source. They were... They do some great journalism in the areas that don't always get journalism. They're not. And they're totally fringe. And they do excellent work. So we're definitely going to give them a shout out in the episode notes here. I'm going to link this up in the bio. There's another source that I use for them in this episode. It's going to be linked up in the bio. 
And straight out from their article, quotations, while the two men have expressingly denied being religious or spiritual leaders, it's unclear why and when contacted for comment, they respond with legal letters, unquote. You can totally see where this is going. Kind of, but I'm going to get you guys there if you don't already know where we're going. Like, literally, Vice gets tons of cease and desist letters for this article, and they state, quotations, The strangest thing about the letter may have been its allegation that Vice Media was involved in a complex conspiracy to defame Wilcock and Good. <laughs> yeah. And to hold them at gunpoint to yes. record 20 Oh my god, this is crazy. <laughs> Named in the letter as co-conspirators were Jimmy Church, the host of paranormal themed <laughs> late night radio show, which I appeared on in April in 2019 to promote my book, a social media promotion company, which I contracted to help with book promotion and several Twitter users. The claim is ridiculous, but in line with their messaging. Sound familiar with the Gaia claims? little it's just getting so out I, there i love that jimmy church got involved and is not even anything that he was directly involved with it was that this person was involved in a radio show of theirs one of his shows yeah church for those of you that don't know jimmy church is a sometimes weekend host of coast to coast am who also has another show i have never listened to the other show Sometimes I heard him on Coast to Coast back in the day, and man, is he a self-promoter, but he, he yeah. had it on good books ever now and then, so. Yeah, I mean, probably what I know him for best is being involved on Coast to Coast AM, but I mean, what? if you're being and, on Coast to Coast AM, the of social. course you're going to yeah. plug yourself on Coast to Coast yeah. AM. I would be doing the same if he I was on He plugged the socials hard, but yeah, that's what he was doing, just trying to get big. Yep, so crazy at this point, especially when you're bringing in the lawsuits you're bringing in on Gaia when you're bringing in this. I just want to put it out there right now because we probably have a cease and desist letter coming ourselves. Hopefully not. Cross our fingers. By the time you've listened to this, we've probably already <laughs> received it. Maybe. I hope not. But uh, we're probably prepared. We have a lawyer on standby. And we're just stating the glaringly obvious in-your-face facts if you do any sort of research on Wilcock that doesn't have to do with his own research of what he is spewing into the world. He has done a good fucking job of wiping practically every bit of himself off the internet that he has not produced or had his hand in himself. And that, my friends, is worrisome. Yeah, I am also just going to add at this point, everything that we have not said as our opinion is written by somebody else. Yes. Everything that we say outside of the written on the internet already is our opinion. Simple as that. Yeah. You know that. And that's my next point. We're allowed our opinions. We have our free speech. I have no conspiracy theory. We have no conspiracy theory. Just a brain and an opinion. And it is that there is something wrong with David Wilcock. Yeah. Back to the article from Vice. In quotations, what they offer that audience is a wild Hollywood story about an intergalactic war, a connection between the most farcical sort of UFO conspiracy and the current political conspiracy culture regarding QAnon and the deep state, and seemingly religious messaging about an apocalyptic future that directly plays to people's fears and their desires to be part of a community. Their willingness to send legal threats on the least provocation and to feign the lightest criticism or scrutiny as persecution and a pretext to raise funds do not suggest innocent aims. End quotation. An apparent shift from being self-proclaimed quotations government whistleblowers and quotation to men who start non-profit quasi-religious organizations sell online spiritual self-help courses and promote that they hold the keys to ascension. End of that. So Wilcock explains that salvation from the exact doom that he is preaching is to be had through ascension as he had been peddling for a while claims those who are ready will have their consciousness live on in higher dimensional states with the good ETs through meditation 
having a little more than 50% of your thoughts and actions be in service to others and mere being open-minded. He says, person's consciousness can be spared from catastrophe aliens are about to induce. He asks his followers to continue following him by his printed and digital content and pay $533 for his seven-session Ascension Mystery School. He also at times asked for donations. Now currently waitlisted for admission. Are you fucking kidding me? He sold yep. out? Yep. And I don't know that that's just a ploy of his, to be honest. Yeah, it could be. That's fair. That's This fair. is honestly from a few years ago now. Not a few years ago, probably a year, a year and a half ago. So he's moved on to bigger and better things now that he's probably not accepting people to that course. You know what I find so odd? That you can get involved in like the COVID conspiracy, but mm -hmm. also believe that there is higher aliens races that are like involved and on earth and they would not get involved at all in this like a, a global pandemic yeah it's actually kind of crazy to believe that they wouldn't get involved in something like that if that's what you were preaching that they're here to kind of help the human race yeah unless they're saying because it's like it came from the cabal above and they were yeah. technically human so we can't get involved in human affairs Which so say so I'd like to ask, has any major cataclysm that he has predicted come true? He renovated that basement. Yeah, he did renovate that basement. He completed it, right? I don't know. We haven't actually seen photos. He, he did not know. post photos of that basement. No, he didn't. I don't know that I'd like to believe that he did actually complete that basement. Seems to me that any major thing that has happened that he has predicted has just simply went along saying that this is the cabal. So... Good shortly after this releases his own. However, this isn't a good episode. This isn't a Corey Good episode. I covered him as briefly as I could and I'm done talking about him. This episode is basically same shit, different pile with Corey Good. September 2020, David Wilcock puts out a video that there will be a new affordable hover car by 2025 and that it will oh be based on free energy aka anti-gravity and can go underwater as well and as david wilcox says it can fly underwater as well okay i saw this come up in searches and i thought it had to be a different david wilcock <laughs> did you really i really did it was <laughs> when not. i was doing my research and i was like okay the guy who predicted 2012 can't be the hover car guy like he does not have an engineering background in any way just you listen to this okay. obviously you didn't look into it very well okay. no no i said that's a different guy because if you google david wilcock band david wilcox comes up and that's a different guy that's a different yeah. guy yeah. It's a totally different guy, but he comes up a lot. And yeah. I think he so, goes on that as well. To be but, honest with you. Yeah. So I assumed that the David Wilcock hover car guy had to be somebody else. <laughs> no. Jesus. Okay. So declassified patents are coming from a man. Apparently, this is what David Wilcock likes to put a lot in his interviews is his, <laughs> his did you notice this? Did you watch anything with David Wilcock? He always says I didn't notice this as much when I was watching him when I was younger. Now, he likes to put his, his sources or what he's getting from. He'll be like, apparently, they say this. Apparently, his name is this. And he puts apparently in there a lot, which is hilarious. Huh. So, <laughs> the declassified patents are coming from a man apparently named Salvador Pius. A device called the Hawk, which in brackets is called hybrid air underwater craft. David claims it's basically a black triangle that deradiates radioactive materials and that he also, this Salvatore Pius, also patents a compact fusion reactor. 
David claims that Salvatore Pius translates the savior of our nation, which is the military leaking its own technology. We'll figure. However, these anti-gravity free energy machines still need wings that need to fold up to go into your garage. He says, obviously, all these things still need wings, even though he's saying they're leaking um, black triangles, which are like a UFO phenomenon that don't have wings. So we say, oh, yeah. and everybody, everybody talks about the wings that fold out and in on the yeah on the black triangles right nobody talks about wings on black triangles but he says obviously these things still need black triangles everybody describes the black triangles as black triangles but with wings yeah exactly so who the fuck knows what he's talking about and there are people that say that the insider he's working with is none other than Christopher Beskar, which is CEO of Stefati Aerospace, which basically hasn't built anything. He claims Beskar is one of the Pete Peterson lineage, which I feel like he's probably going off on a tangent upon who Pete Peterson is. I have no idea who this guy is, and I'm just going to say that much. I had no time to look that up. I mean, we're halfway into an episode now. I'm not getting into that at that point. I have too much to look into. And And we're still going. It may be meaningful. I have no fucking idea. It may be meaningful for someone who's listening. And this lineage has absolutely no correlation to Biscar. Just to let you know. I do know that much. <laughs> Quite- oh, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what this guy's talking about. A quick Google search to Safadi Aerospace pulls up a Vice article. Again, love Vice. They've proven to be a solid source. We're linking all of these articles up. They have great content and it links this article called A Company That's Never Made a Plane Wants to Build the Air Force's New Jets. So go figure where you're going with that. And here's the fun part. Wilcock not only has invested heavily money into this company, he is also listed as director of advanced technology in this company's document. So this <laughs> oh, might yes, be why the man he's with pushing. a master's degree in psychology. Yeah is listed as the director of advanced technology on this company. Just something to think about when you're listening to why he is pushing this hover car. He is very much heavily financially invested into this company. Anyhow, on to the timeline that I'm on. Four years of marriage later, November 30th, 2021, the Wilcox both publicly announced their divorce, saying that their mission as a married couple has been fulfilled which is weird, but can't say anyone is surprised. So Elizabeth Wilcock and David Wilcock mutually put forth this message. Dear friends, she puts forth and he put forth one that said Elizabeth. She says, David and I came together five years ago to support each other during a pivotal time in history and in our own lives. We both feel that our mission as a married couple has been successfully fulfilled. We now, pursuing new directions and new horizons with love, respect, and encouragement for one another. We hope you will see this as a positive step for both of us and continue to lend us your love and support. Thank you, Elizabeth. David put forth the same one that says, thank you, David. October 17, 2021, a new course goes live this one titled the disclosure course and i'm sure Corey good put forth his own on his own website the disclosure.com and on this one the program summary includes a six-week online program with david wilcock and ben no fucking idea who ben is i could care less at this point how far are we into this episode i don't care a complete audio and video training package private members area members only discussion forum who could care less about that ascension meditation and journal exercises and special bonuses including bonus number one elizabeth wilcock interviews ben about his childhood and formative years oh who is ben i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) 
bonus. This is the first we've heard about Ben. Bonus number two. Top five tech opportunities you want to be involved with. I have a feeling one of them is his fucking hovercraft company that like can't even build aircraft. Bonus number three. I'm missing meditation with david and elizabeth wilcock they're divorced who even cares like they're if they're together it's probably going to be dysfunctional as fuck bonus number four digital herb print i've hyped it enough you guys okay this is all behind a paywall that is a non-defundable 333 dollars which i assume is an introductory price and they expect you to make donations these days as in the last week or so, he seems to be uploading a mass amount of chipmunk videos, including the one that just had a still shot of a fucking pinecone. That brings me to kind of the end, but first I wanted to give a brief couple failed predictions, pretty much everything that David Wilcox ever done. So it's just a very brief thing. Otherwise, read his work. You'll see nothing he's ever predicted has ever come true. 2001 ACE not sure what that means magnetic pole shift on earth also associated with dawning second coming of the Christ and happen February 23rd 1999 don't know whether it will be the big one or just the major quake what I do know is that what we are heading into is truly beyond description our bodies will be transformed into light and as I explain in the book there is a full scientific explanation for how when and why this will happen as we see he is selling a book based on this thing that didn't happen <laughs> no, that didn't happen and he sold a book on it for that's april right april 21 1999 lastly there is again a repeated reference to the upcoming ascension event here on the planet you need to realize that this is not speculation but fact I have written a comprehensive book called Convergence, a largely scientific standpoint. Chelsea, that gives I think you mispronounced that name. I believe it is Convergence. Oh, I did. Convergence. From a largely scientific standpoint that gives definitive proof that this Ascension event is really going to happen. Didn't. Here we go on. Why do we somehow know that we are indeed about to experience something so fantastic as to be the single greatest moment of all time? We will demonstrate that the 1999 to 2000 Ascension Vortex is the result of all dimensions in the solar system operating through large approximately 25,000 cycles can happen. In 2010, predicts that President Obama will attempt to reveal the existence of aliens and alien technologies this year. <gasps> says it'll I be a two-hour. He says it'll be a two-hour primetime special in which human-like off-world entity will be introduced. And I believe he said that the president will be flanked by two extraterrestrials. Right? I don't remember that, but it was all about the Stargate in like the Gulf of Oman. Yep, yep. Because there was supposed to be a Stargate like in the Middle East that was going to be revealed at that time. Yep. yep. <laughs> Most recently. You guys all you guys all remember when that was revealed, right? Yeah, it was like a major turning point in the history of Earth. That was so weird. And then just, yeah. everybody went on with their day then, exactly. I know. As we and did. everyone's like David Wilcock was right. And that just like skyrocketed him to this celebrity that he is now. And they all said, Yep, Edgar Casey right there. You yeah. got it. They're like Edgar Casey predicted this and he like wow, he is everything that he said he is. And most recently he predicted April 2021, three days of darkness where internet, phones, radio and TV will be shut down and there will be global martial law, which we all also remember happening in 2021, right? I mean, to be fair, there's an extreme right group that would describe 2021 in general as that. But outside of that, no, none of us remember yeah, that. Yeah, no, we don't remember anything being shut down, really. I remember having full internet access at that time. No, they would say philosophically, yes. The the tyranny of everybody made it so we don't have, we don't have freedoms, yes. Yeah, as always, I'm coming to an end of this episode. We've been talking about David Wilcock for a long fucking time. And I'm going to miss the guy. 
Uh, you know what? The, we could the go poor, on. Poor bastard. We could go and... on. Like this is honestly, this is <laughs> yeah. taking everything to as little amount as we can on this person. It's fantastical. He almost seems made up in a person. Does he even exist? Does he? We just make this all up. Are we actually gonna get a cease and desist letter? I challenge. Well, that. his Twitter says he is a man that lives in Boulder, Colorado. So, and does it say that he will give you a cease and desist letter? If yes? it does not, <laughs> hilariously, you would think he only would. follows. I'm sorry, I need to look right now. He only follows. Oh shit. I, I don't good. have a Twitter account, so it's... Yeah, he only follows Corey Good. No, he only follows, like, 20 people. 21 follow... He follows 21 people on Twitter. That's good stuff. And he has 147,000 followers. 147,000, eh? That's not that great. I mean, it's better than Corey Good. Probably. Corey Good is 72,000. And follows 45 people. Can you believe it? I can't. I'm sorry. Just you, you keep talking. I need to know who he's following. Okay. What okay. are these 21 people? So I'm winding this episode down now at this point. And just feel free to interject when you find out if he's following anyone good. No, I don't so, have Facebook. I don't have Twitter, so I can't. As see. always, I like to end the episode on headlines, other random things. You know, you know what I, you've been following long enough. You're not new here. I guarantee you, if you're at this spot right now, you're not new here. You've I, seen some shit. Yeah, you've seen some shit with Journey of the Frit. You've made it to this point. You did not get obliterated by the ascension of 2012 that David Wilcock is predicted. You're here. I compiled a list of Reddit thread comments of people commenting generally what they think of David Wilcock, and it's good for some decent entertainment. So I'm going to end this episode off on that. And then we're going to take our little comment section of what we think of David Wilcock. So... Sad Snorlax comments, I think David is pretty full of himself and it can be a little annoying, but in there they need money to live. It's not like they can just go get normal job. Okay, so fair enough, Sad Snorlax. I disagree, well, maybe, but at the same time, uh, I don't know what to say about that. Okay, JSPRSPLC Displilis. With his series on Gaia, he claimed that he had the most important news for mankind. Critical information every human must know, but you could only view it for $10 a month. A true person would give such important information for free to humanity. He's a false prophet, no doubt about it. When I watch his documentaries, I get a feeling something is wrong. He clearly has a large ego. The same with Corey Good. Look at his eyes. The way I feel it, he's clearly lying. Oh my god. Sorry. I find? I logged into Twitter because apparently mm -hmm. we do have a Twitter account. We do. I I commented one thing once. Okay. So I I found who he's following on Twitter. Yeah. We're just going to go down this like okay. in how I saw okay. it. Okay. Number okay. 1, Corey Good. Makes of sense. Course. Yeah, which I find number, such a weird fucking thing. Okay. Number two for names that I recognize, Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley is a very pseudo-fascist senator for uh, Missouri Republican. Okay. Okay. Next, Mike Pompeo, part of Trump's group. Oh. Next, Newsmax, a very, very right-leaning news source. Okay. Tom DeLonge. <laughs> I did not see that coming, but okay. Steven Tyler. Shut up. I the saw the lead singer of, of Aerosmith. Steven Tyler. I saw a picture of him with Steven Tyler. Jonah Hill. What? Amy what? Schumer. What? Steve Martin. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Jim Carrey, Russell Brand. What? These are very weird. Yeah, but what did we expect? I don't know what I expected, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, so what we expected with Trump leaning was correct? Is that what we're and getting then, from this? And then celebrities, which also not unexpected. Not unexpected at all with the ego he has. Okay, we're going to go next person that I'm reading from, which is Spiritual Alien. Who comments, I think he's polarizing. Sometimes I think he's got good info and is just eccentric. Other times he goes too far with it and I think he's faking all of it. 
for something I can't put my finger on. Whatever mixed emotions he makes you feel, though, it's intentional. Which is fucked up. Next one. Dolp like a classy lady. Whatever that means. Comments. Dick. I'm on with dolt like a classy lady, to be honest with you. Lala me coop. Comments. I honestly have never got good vibes from him. I feel like he's a quotations coattail rider and quotations getting famous off of people's experiences. Weird side face mode. How dare she say that about the reincarnation of Ed Casey? <laughs> Next one, Nicholas D. Arezzo comments I think dot 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 that I agree. According to some physics whose blogs I read, Wilcock wasn't Edgar Casey in a past life. The <laughs> other comment they said was Wilcock is in love with celebrity. He'll repeat what anyone says. And I have to throw this one in for fun. Format me format me if you really think he is a fraud, then you need to wake up. Remote viewings and other people have confirmed what David has said is spot on. If you really think he's telling lies, then just wait and see that this stuff comes out to the public. It goes on. Or to me, as if you really think he is a fraud, then you need to wake up. That's him commenting on someone else's comment. He says, close-minded NPC, whatever the fuck that means. So then, Gen X... It means it's... So yes. close-minded NPC, basically NPC is a non-player character in video games. So somebody who's just like experiencing life, they're not actually adding to anything. Mm. And Gen X ED says, I don't trust him. He mixes in good information with mainstream propaganda. His primary goal is self-promotion. I get a negative vibe from him and I trust my intuition. Akamogush says, never trust a guy with that haircut. Snoopy Wife says, David Wilcock represents everything wrong with ufology, especially since he teamed up with Corey Good. I'm sorry, but fuck those guys and everything they've ever said. And D here says, have been following his work from the beginning. All I have to say is that he's sort of a nutcase and fraud. Not sure how much money he is making or does he really care about. The problem from the start was that he claimed to be a reincarnation of Edgar Casey himself. That has been proven to be wrong by ARE, which is the Association for Research and Enlightenment. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. That's what it was. They did the thing with David Wilcock and said, no, do not put this out anywhere. Okay. The here goes on. He also makes different kinds of urgent publicity stunts all the time. Lastly, he seems to support all these deep throat shit talkers, even more nutcases than himself, like Pete Peterson, Corey Good, etc., and defending them, making everyone even more bloated shit paste. <laughs> no idea is it about something that general Americans not recognize that word. I am sorry. General Americans buy more easily if there is conspiracy label on stuff or what. In the end, all of they seem to be adding more and more unbelievable parts of their stories with more whistleblowers as time goes on. Heck, you can even see them smiling for their own hoaxes. Whatever the reason is, as long as people keep buying their products, stories get made. And that, my friends, is the end of my David Wilcock episode. I wish I could have done more in depth for you on this stuff, and I made it as short as I possibly could, and that ended up with five episodes for you guys. With that, what are our closing thoughts on David Wilcock? I mean, I am at this point fairly confident that he is a man that has existed. Yes, I would agree. Outside... With Outside of that, I don't know if there's much I can actually say about this guy, like, substantially. Opinionatedly, I can say this guy is an absolute motherfucker who... I would agree. Just with that end just, statement. Yeah. Absolute motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He sells half-baked ideas, and man, does... Apparently they sell, because this guy seems to have done quite well for himself. He has, and it's super weird, and I get it. I was at the beginning, I was like, this guy is selling enlightenment. He is selling things that normal people would not be thinking of in their normal life. And I showed you, and I was like, listen to this guy. And I, I know you were like, okay, let's listen to this guy. Oh, yeah, and I always found him entertaining. I, I wouldn't say yeah. I ever necessarily agreed with what he was saying, but I found him entertaining. 
I don't um, know. I was compelled enough to listen to him more than once is what I would say. Okay. But the guy from the beginning had such a huge ego that I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to put all my stock in him. But it was spouting enough stuff that I was listening to at the time, if I can put it that way. Yeah. I was listening. And then eventually which, I stopped. Yeah, which may also shed some bad light on those people we were also listening to at that time. Absolutely. We and grew as people, so. We did, but... He put enough of a spin on it that I was like, mm, hold on. Like, this guy is a huge ego. Let's think about this. And eventually I just stopped listening to this guy because of just the manner. The fucking band. The fucking the band. The band that everything that everything seemed to come back to him. And just as I stated in this episode, he seemed to be an actor and just out for himself with his ego. And so after I stopped listening to him, which is kind of where I picked up on on my two episodes, it took a super dark turn. And I can see where this would go with a following of that many people. And he's getting a god complex about him. Am I, am I right in saying that? He's getting a little bit of a complex going on about him. I, I mean, he definitely thinks he's the greatest thing to grace the earth. He does. He does. And that was even before he even came into Gaia opinion. or anything like opinion. that. Opinion. But yes. Opinion. We're all opinions here on Journey to the Fringe, might I say. And we're all allowed opinions. To end this off, I think good for him. A man with such low charisma was able to arise to such a level. I just would not expect I it. You know what? I don't know how he got here, but I would exactly say that. Good for him. And if this is his career at this point, and this is what he's making money off of, I would be doing the exact same thing. I can't say well, I would honestly, be doing any the guy, differently. Is you know the guy is almost myself. Yeah. He is. It's almost 50. He's almost 50 years old. This is the only thing this guy has to sail into retirement. He has nothing else at this point. No. He's not starting a new career. He's not going to go work down at the, the local McDonald's. Like, yeah. this guy is going to peddle new age pseudoscience, and yeah. that's all he has. He's been on podcasts now with Jenny McCarthy. He's been in pictures with Steven Tyler. He's not going back to working at McDonald's. Like, he has to ride any He never fucking... worked at McDonald's. He is riding any fucking conspiracy theory that has ever come up. And not only is he riding the coattails, he is making new shit up. Yeah, I mean... I can't believe this went on for five episodes. And yeah. In my humble opinion on this is that he's Googling himself right now and reporting probably every fucking thing in his name that's not coming up in the best of light based on the research that I've done for this episode. And like I said, based on the article written by Vice, we're probably getting a cease and desist letter right now, but it's a good thing that we have lawyers on our side. Yeah, and I'm very curious once we receive one, if we receive one, whether or not I could Google many of the phrases in it to find the template that he used online. Mm, that's a good, very we, good point. We will follow this up should we receive a cease and desist with oh, an you intro know we will. to an episode. So from there. And my God, Chelsea, when we started this out, I thought between the two of us, we would get one episode. I thought so too, but now we're at five. Which is yeah. surprising in our, myself. I had no idea I was going to well, come out with this sort of episode from this. And we so are cutting it short. We each are. of us. We Absolutely. are both saying this is the minimum we can talk about. It is. If you want more, please let us know. Mail us journeytothefringe at gmail.com as always. But this is the shortest amount of content we can put in five episodes, I believe, is what it's going to be at this point. Yeah. And with that, thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week when we talk about something that is not David Wilcock. More than likely. More than likely. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to Journey to the Fringe. If you have liked what you have listened to, please like, share, subscribe, or follow, depending on what venue you are listening to us through. Also, please, if possible, leave a five-star review as that really helps us in the algorithms. Should you wish to interact with us, please check us out on your social media of choice. I bet you we are there. And if you really want to communicate with us and give us ideas for new episodes or tell us that we're wrong and terrible, either way, please send us an email at journeytothefringe at gmail.com. For now, I'll see you in the next episode. Uh